Hi, I'm Lordy. Hi, I'm Sim. And I'm Tammy. And together we're Our New Normal. The Our New Normal podcast explores how to change our environment for the better as we journey into the new normal. Join us for conversations among friends and experts in the fields of environmental toxins, psychology, health and spiritual health. As building biologists and low-tox coaches, we are seeking to empower others to find clarity amongst the confusion. Today's interview is with R. Blank. R. is an entrepreneur, technologist and author. He's the CEO of Shield Your Body, which creates and sells easy and affordable products for people trying to reduce their exposure to wireless radiation from devices like cell phones and laptops. R has had an impressive 20-year career in software development for companies that include Apple, NBC, Disney, Microsoft, the NFL, IKEA, and Mattel. He also co-founded Wildform, where he co-created the first video encoder for Flash, which was sold to Google. R has authored numerous articles, videos, courses, and books in technology and software development. Due to his experience and motivation, R stands out in the industry and offers knowledge that is easy to digest and understand. Today's interview is a big one, everybody, and even if you feel EMFs have been covered, there is so much more explored in today's interview and so much gold unearthed as well. So without further ado, let's get into it. We hope you enjoy this episode from Our New Normal with the incredible R Blank. So welcome, R. <laughs> Thank you for making the time to be with us today. I know it's your evening and our morning. Um, modern life has obviously exposed us all now to a lot of potentially harmful non-native electromagnetic fields, yet many people really don't understand how they affect us. I think there's a lot of perhaps misinformation out there. Um, we're led to believe you know, the safety standards are there, we're safe. We're really grateful to have you on the podcast today to highlight this topic, you know, to explore really your understanding and and exactly what you do with our listeners. Great. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, we've got a number of building biologists that have started listening to our podcast and we're targeting the lay people like you are and trying to explain all of this so that there is an understanding and an awareness. So that's part of our mission is raising awareness of the dangers. So before we start chatting about your background, could we please talk about EMFs? Could you explain in, in your own language? Sure. Thank you. Yeah. I'll, let me, I'll try to make it as, as simple as possible. EMF stands for electromagnetic fields. And it's a force that's created by a combination of electricity and magnetism. That's, hence its name, electromagnetic fields. It's a form of radiation. And some of these forces are natural, uh, like what comes from lightning and sunshine. And, and they've always been on Earth. Um, but in the past 200 years, really the past 150 years, humankind has learned how to create EMF. Because it's created whenever electricity flows uh, through a current, like down a power line. So it all started with the light bulb, uh, which emits EMF just by, by illumin uh, creating illumination. And then we created a power grid to power the light bulb. And once the, the platform of the power grid was in place, uh, 
people started inventing all these other appliances that came along uh, to run off the same power grid. And eventually, in the 20th century, humanity realized you could send wireless signals using EMF. And that's how we got radio, it's how we got TV and radar, and then eventually the cell phone, the cordless phone, and Wi-Fi. So now, in the year 2020, we're surrounded by a sea of what's become known as electrosmog. Uh, by some estimates, we're surrounded by levels of EMF just ambiently in the environment before, not, not talking about holding a cell phone up to your head, but we're surrounded by levels, especially if you live in a city, that can be up to one trillion times greater than what is found naturally on Earth, but the levels that humanity was exposed to before the year of 1870. And the amount keeps growing every year. Now, some forms of EMF are called ionizing. That's because they have so much energy, they immediately ionize the atoms in your body. That means they knock electrons loose. This includes X-rays and gamma rays, and these are really dangerous, even in very low doses. That's why they make you put on a, a lead jacket whenever they're taking X-rays of your, your uh, teeth at the dentist. Now, then there are forms of EMF with much less energy. These are called non-ionizing because they don't have enough energy to ionize the atoms in your body. And this includes all the forms I was just talking about, like power lines and Wi-Fi and cell phones. And because these have so much less energy, uh, these non-ionizing forms of EMF, it was long assumed that they were biologically inert, that they were safe. They had no effect on, on humans or other forms of life. But in the past several decades, that assumption has been shown to be uh, grossly in inaccurate. And the biological damage results from even really low levels of exposure to even these non-ionizing forms of EMF radiation, less than you would be exposed to from making a cell phone call. Thanks, Ad. That was really clear. We would like to touch on some of your background prior to discussing the work you do and how that eventuated. However, we think we would be remiss if we didn't acknowledge your father, Professor Martin Blank, as a pioneer and a, who's an absolute giant in the area of, of EMF research, specifically how EMFs affect and cause um, DNA damage. He held many positions in universities and on boards and he advised governments about electromagnetic fields. And he worked tirelessly throughout his life, publishing over 200 papers on the biological effects of EMFs. And his last book, Overpowered, was one that you edited with him. And we were just wondering, what were your takeaways from helping co-write that book? And how did it inform your journey? Because no doubt it would have, it would have been so powerful. Yeah, it certainly did. It was critical to my journey and, and to the creation of SYB. So... My father got into uh, EMF, his work with EMF in the 1980s. So I, I was alive, but I was very young. So that means, you know, for almost my entire life, I'd had some level of awareness about EMF as a health uh, risk. And that's why uh, I knew that was why we never had a microwave oven growing when I was growing up, for example. And it also, it's another example would be when I eventually got a cell phone after college, I knew never to hold it against my head when I was using it. But it wasn't until I helped my father write Overpowered that I really understood the issues. It, it, it was it was effectively a crash course with, as you, as you mentioned, one of the world's leading researchers in this area. And in the course of writing Overpowered, I realized uh, three key facts. The science demonstrating the health effects from this non-ionizing form of EMF, the science is real. There's a lot of it. 
Uh, oftentimes in the media, you'll hear that it's an open debate, but it, it really isn't. The science here is really strong. Point two is that the stuff that emits EMF is central to every aspect of modern society. It's how we communicate. It's how we work. It's how we transact. So unless we're willing to go back to the 1850s, we're stuck with EMF exposure as a fundamental and inescapable fact of life. So the science is strong, but the force itself will not go away. So that led to the third realization, which is there are safer ways to use the technology that emits these forces that are so harmful to, to life. And that's where the inspiration to start SYB came from. I wanted to help people use technology more safely. That's wonderful. Uh, thank you for sharing that with us. I'm just going to kind of make a little bit of a statement about the fact that your dad in um, 2015, Dr. Blank, was involved in launching, launching the International EMF Scientists' Appeal, and they had a unified opinion by 240 scientists from 41 nations who were all signatories to the appeal and who provided published peer-reviewed papers just exactly like what you've spoken about that was solid science. And they stated their opinions on that body of research that EMF bioeffects are not only compelling, but it's urgent that uh, no one is yet making any moves to undertake further research. And that was one of their concerns. So they've called for the adoption of the precautionary principle until testing and conclusive proof of these dangers is either dispelled or not, yet there's a lack of recognition of these dangers by governments who oppose the precautionary approach and from industries who really stand to lose a lot from this if this was to be the case, if it was proven that EMFs are dangerous, which we know they are. The potential negative health effects from EMF exposure, as we all know, include both cancer and Alzheimer's and have there's a long shopping list of um, disease, yet they've all got long latency periods. We're just now coming to the end of these latency periods in many of these illnesses. So would you like to share your thoughts about how to raise awareness of the dangers and how we might start to change the narrative? Sure. Yeah, that's a great question. Well, from my perspective, I think the narrative has already been changing uh, compared to things even eight years ago when I started SYB. And I like giving this example of people, it sticks in people's minds. But when I launched my first product, the Pocket Patch, uh, it, that was in 2013. And I put it up for sale on Amazon. And it would come up in the Amazon search results alongside listings for ghost detectors. And when I told people what I did for a living, you know, a lot of the time, they'd make jokes about tinfoil hats. Uh, that isn't the case anymore. Uh, when you search for products like my pocket patch on Amazon, now you'll see not just my pocket patch and the rest of my catalog, but a whole variety of EMF protection products from a variety of different companies. And when I tell people in networking or parties what I do, uh, more often than not, they'll actually engage with something like, uh, oh, really? Yeah, I've been wondering about that. I mean, the cell phone in my pocket can't be safe. Or, you know, I saw a piece on CNN about that last week. So I feel like awareness has already really started changing. Even if those people aren't activists or they're, they're not taking the actions yet to do anything about it, the level of base level of awareness has really changed. 
Now, what we're seeing with 5G, which I think we're, we're going to talk about shortly, uh, we're seeing that more and more. And in, in my opinion, this is something of a tipping point. We saw it a few years ago with smart meters, which are still a controversial uh, subject. But now what we're seeing with 5G, I've never seen happen before. Uh, the level of opposition around the world is growing. You're even having some cities ban the use of 5G, including Brussels, uh, the, the capital of Belgium and the seat of the European Parliament, banning 5G because of the unknown health risks. Stuff like that has never happened before. They've actually blocked the deployment of a wireless technology due to the health concerns. Well, things have changed, and, and I believe awareness has grown. There's obviously still a long way to go. And I think part of what needs to happen is for more people to learn how to communicate these issues more effectively. And as, as you, you all saw with uh, what I sent out yesterday, I'm working on a new series of content right now, some of it already available, to help people do exactly that. Because that is, I, I think we're at the point where, where a large number of people around the world are open to these ideas. They're open to being uh, to the concerns. If if people like us learn how to express them in a way that that they'll be receptive to, and I think at this moment in time, to take the movement to the next level, more people need to learn to be more comfortable and more effective being advocates for their concerns about EMF and health. And that's what I think takes it to the next level. But what we're already seeing around 5G is is a incredible change. Uh, from from a, a decade ago. Thanks, Art. It is really important because um, we are becoming more reliant, aren't we? The global economy is becoming increasingly reliant on technologies and smart cities are being touted around as being the way of the future. I mean, it's amazing. I remember reading what was happening up in Belgium and I was like, wow, that's really lovely that the communities come together and said, hang on a second, it's not saying we don't like what's we don't like the technology. I mean, everyone. I don't know anyone that doesn't like technology. It's just saying, hang on, we just want to make sure it's safe first, isn't it? We want some more testing around this. But what are your thoughts about the rollout of 5G, especially at the moment? I know it's a bit controversial. There's been an increased rollout under the radar during the COVID nineteen isolation, and the, the lack of testing around the effects of increased levels of RF radiation. Yeah, the lack of testing is. It's grossly irresponsible, and uh, I'm glad you honed in on that because it is such a critical aspect of of EMF health concerns. And I think with 5G, because you asked about 5G and the, the deployment in co during COVID isolation, I think with 5G, for the first time, people are realizing that all this tech is being deployed without any testing. And this is how they always roll out wireless technology. People are starting to realize it with 5G. It's the same way with how 4G was rolled out and how Bluetooth was rolled out and how Wi-Fi was rolled out and how 1G was rolled out and how television was rolled out. All of this wireless technology has been deployed without or in advance of the testing into the long-term health effects. And I think now more and more people are, I would say, approaching a critical mass of people are realizing how incredibly irresponsible it is to do that, especially now that we have decades of research into the prior versions and generations of this technology and what the health effects can be. With 5G in particular, I think that there are a couple of big differences from prior versions of wireless technology that have people particularly concerned. It's, it's why 5G has proven to be uh, to become this tipping point. First, 5G means new frequencies. 
So EMF, I, I mentioned there's all these different wireless technologies. There's cell phones and cordless phones and Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. The way that they're, they're different is that they communicate using different frequencies. You can think of it just like a radio station because radio stations are, are, are radio frequencies. 5G is designed to use frequencies up to 300 gigahertz, frequencies that have never before been used in consumer applications. So we're going to be exposed to a whole new section of the EM spectrum, the electromagnetic spectrum. But second, and personally I feel is more important, unlike 4G, 5G means a lot more devices. Um, and a lot of people don't realize this when they talk about 5G or think about 5G because they think of it as a cell phone technology. But what's really critical to understand is it's not a cell phone technology. Cell phones will use 5G, the 5G cell phones, but 5G was designed from the ground up to support a wide array of devices. So that includes smart homes and smart cars and smart meters and smart utility grids. It's designed to connect every device in what you've probably heard of uh, referred to as the Internet of Things, where all these different objects in our life that had previously been you know, dumb or analog become smart, which means they're connected. And in order to have a network that can support that kind of explosion, in the number of devices that are connected to it, they needed a new network design. That's where 5G came from. So when we talk about 5G, there's going to be a magnitude, uh, order, multiple order of magnitude explosion in the number of devices that emit this stuff, which means a corresponding increase in the number of devices we're exposed to this stuff from. So when we're talking about 5G, we're talking about exposures to a whole new type of EMF, uh, frequencies that have never before been deployed in consumer applications. And those exposures are going to come from so many, many, many more sources. That's why people are concerned. And that's why I think we're seeing global opposition succeeding in a way it never has before. Yeah. And I think that's a really valid point. And I think really honing in on the fact that it's the Internet of Things you know, that, that constant exposure from everything, you know, we can't just pop our cell phone on airplane mode and, and escape know, not be exposed. Yeah. yeah. So thank you for highlighting that. So I think that really get, helps people understand the difference. Now, if we're going to talk about your products because we absolutely love them. As you can see, we've all got the, the E-Tube headsets on. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, we've had it. the Thank benefit you. of comparing them to other um, tube products on the market. And, you know, not only, you know, does yours rate exceptionally well, obviously, with the level of protection, but the quality is vastly different. So would you like to share with the listeners, you know, the kind of range of products that you currently have and, and what prompted you to focus on that range? Thank you. Yeah. Um, always happy to talk about my products. I often forget to in interviews <laughs> when I just talk about the science or, or, or ways of using technology. My product catalog, I, I now have, I believe it's 14 products, uh, and they range from electronics accessories like my phone pouch and my laptop pad and the AirTube headset that you mentioned, uh, through apparel, which would include my bandana, my men's boxer briefs, the baby beanie. And when I, and, and I have a, a pretty long roadmap of products I'd like to bring to market. And it's always time and budget permitting. But when I think about what products I want to create, it's always about what problem I think I can help solve. Because with EMF shielding, and this gets back to what we were just talking about with 5G and the Internet of Things, you can't protect 
from all EMF, from all sources, all the time. There's just the, the, that magic pill doesn't exist. So when it comes to EMF protection products, it's all about solving specific problems. So for the example um, of my phone pouch, I designed that to make it safer to carry your phone in your pocket. That's a very specific use case, but a lot of people carry their phones in their pockets, and they really shouldn't. It's actually one of the top recommendations I make over and over to people and over and over on my website. Don't carry your phone in your pocket. And in fact, if you read manuals like the iPhone manual, it says the same thing because your radiation exposure can exceed federal guidelines, uh, re what regulations actually permit. So you really shouldn't carry your phone in your pocket, but so many people do. And many people don't read the manuals for that or their laptops or any of these EMF emitting devices. So when you do that, you're exposed to, you're exposing very sensitive bits of your body to levels of radiation that aren't only dangerous, but can technically be illegal. And so that's why making a product to make it safer to carry your phone was so important to me. And in fact, I have, I have four products, uh, that, that address this specific problem of carrying your phone in your, in your pocket because it is such a significant source of people's, even with all of the growing number of sources of EMF in the environment, it is often what we do with the tech that is closest to us and most in our control that can have the greatest impact on our overall exposures. And even though there are so many sources of EMF in our environment, the cell phone in your pocket can be such a huge portion of your personal exposure. And that's why I consider it to be an important problem to address. Another example uh, is the baby blanket. And my baby blanket is, it's just, it's as it sounds, it's a, it's a baby blanket. You use it like a baby blanket, except this one shields against electromagnetic radiation. So you can wrap it around your baby's entire body to provide him or her with, with protection. And I wanted to help address that problem because babies are so much more vulnerable to damage from EMF radiation for a variety of reasons. Children as well. Essentially, the younger you are, the more vulnerable you are to damage from EMF radiation. And because they're so small, it was much more practical and affordable to shield their entire bodies. Uh, so that's why it, you know, I went with the baby blanket first before a, an adult blanket. So that's why I did the baby blanket. And it all comes back to SYB is here to solve problems. And when I decide to launch a product, it has to solve a problem. When we do that through education and information as well, um, but obviously the product catalog is, is, is an important part of, of what I offer, uh, as, as a solution. And, and that's where my product catalog comes from. Each product is designed to solve a specific uh, problem. Can I just jump in there? I cannot rave enough about the baby blanket. I, <laughs> <laughs> I've got a five month old now and it's just, you know, you're nursing and you're just sitting there and we should just relax with them. And we just don't, we, we've got a hundred things going on in our mind and we pick up our phone. And I think for that, just that little, moment there is just absolute gold for a mother because there is no mother I always say it that doesn't pick up their phone with their baby nursing and it's just so close to them and I'm just like I just knew about the blanket <laughs> it would just help <laughs> so much to just lower those levels right down and I just can't stop raving about that one anyone that listens to me I um I do pass that one on <laughs> thank you
No, and also the beanie, Tammy. I do. Yeah. I put on his little beanie. I, I just love it. I'm, I must admit, um, I've got the baby products. Yeah, we did the beanie because the blanket covers everything except the head. So, so that's why we did the baby beanie. Yeah, my little guy's still a little bit small, so he still can get under the blanket. But I've got that beanie on him <laughs> as well. He's sort of double <laughs> protected at the moment. But when the blanket's not quite right to go around him when he gets a bit bigger, um, I know he's still got his precious head and brain um, protected. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Thank um, you. Look, as Tammy mentioned, we do love the products and Tammy's using them. But um, I really like that you highlighted that you solve a problem, which is a very unique way of looking at it that I don't think – I think most manufacturers, I can safely say, are driven by profitability first, whereas yours is a health-based solution. So thank you so much for doing what you do around all of that and looking at protecting people's lives. When we look at your website, you're really transparent about your products and the claims you make. You have videos up there talking about your testing and you offer a lot of as you mentioned earlier, you're working on a series of um, videos for people to educate them. So you do offer a lot of information to help the public. Could you kind of briefly tell us what's involved in probably bringing a product to market and determining the shielding benefits? Like, how do you do that? Sure. That's a really good question. So to determine the shielding effectiveness of my products, that, that determines how much protection it can provide you. And in order to do that, we hire independent labs to perform what are known as EMF attenuation tests. And we do this on all of our products. Attenuation basically means blocking. So an EMF attenuation test is a test of how much EMF something like my phone pouch blocks. So these labs, they have equipment that emits different frequencies of EMF radiation and they have equipment that measures EMF levels. So then you place one of my products, like, like I said, the foam pouch or the baby blanket or whichever one you're testing, and you put that between the emitter and the sensor, and you can, measure, you can then measure how much EMF radiation is blocked. And that's how the attenuation tests work, and that's how I'm able to claim, for example, that my boxer briefs shield up to 99% of 5G radiation up to 40 gigahertz because we have these test results. Now, I, I did want to take a moment to, to highlight, to my knowledge, uh, SYB is the only EMF protection company that actually has independent laboratory tests performed on my entire catalog. Uh, some other companies will test maybe one of their products and then imply that, that their entire catalog is tested uh, when it's not. And beyond that, as far as I know, SYB is the only EMF protection company that has performed independent testing on our products for 5G frequencies. Because 5G is, like, uh, as we've been talking about, it's pretty new. So when most of my catalog, uh, when I created most of my catalog, it wasn't something we tested for. And it's still actually kind of a challenge to find labs that can perform those tests. Um, but I'm going back and retesting my catalog. I think uh, I have to, ch I have to check. I think we have, uh, seven or eight of my products so far retested for 5G frequencies between 20 and 40 gigahertz. Because I feel it's, it's important to, to keep customers or potential customers to inform them as much as possible about the actual product they're buying. Because, you know, there are some companies, uh, that, that sell legitimate EMF protection products. There are some companies, unfortunately, that don't sell legitimate products. And there's some where you can't even quite tell because it sounds like it might be legitimate, 
but you don't see any proof or you don't understand exactly what the claim is that they're making. And I feel, and it's, it's part of my, what I feel is my father's legacy. I feel it's very important to be scientifically accurate and to be scientifically transparent with the product claims that I make for my catalog. Thanks, Art. And that's exactly why we have affiliated ourselves with you, actually. We um, really like the science. We really think that's really important part of what we do, particularly in an area where people cannot see, they cannot smell it, they cannot hear it. Um, well, they can if they put the meters on, but um, <laughs> they, they normally can't hear it. And so it's really important that we're able to back it up with science. And that's what we love about um, SYB, that they're able to back it up with that. And they keep on top of that testing, like you say, the technology is changing now and you're making sure that you're still able to make those claims for the new technology that is rolling out. Yes, thank you. I appreciate that. And I know uh, that um, you know, you've highlighted the products and how they've sort of come about and evolved based on what you've observed that's needed in the market and, and what you feel that you can focus on and, and really make the big difference for people. Are there any products that you know are in the pipeline going forward that you'd like to share or oh, yeah. I'd love to but I, I've learned not to um, <laughs> <laughs> well there's okay, there's one um, that I just launched for pre-order that one I can talk about because um, because it's up on my website it's just we're, we're not yet fulfilling orders and that is my my bed canopy uh, and I'm, I'm really proud of this and it, it's kind of a big step for us because I to date my entire catalog uh, in U.S. in U.S. dollars, no product is over a hundred dollars, and most products are under forty dollars. And that's because I try to create uh, affordable solutions for people. That's part of solving the problem. Uh, this product, because of the amount of shielding that's involved in it, it's a it's a more expensive product. And I I didn't take that decision lightly. But I the reason I'm so excited about this product is because uh, to date, all of my products either solve a specific problem, they protect you from a specific source, such as carrying the cell phone in your pocket or using your laptop on your lap, or they protect a specific part of your body, like the bandana with your, your head or your neck, depending on how you wear it, or the men's boxer briefs for the reproductive organs. So my entire catalog up until now was based on solving, uh, protecting from a specific source or protecting a specific part of your body. But more and more, I started realizing, because I, I talk a lot with customers. Um, as you all know, I'm, I'm very accessible, and people can just reply to my emails, and, and I get them. And I started to see more and more people are more uh, increasingly concerned about EMF from sources that are outside of their immediate control. And that could be the, the smart meters uh, that are been mounted in their neighborhood, or the cell towers also in their neighborhood or Wi-Fi uh, routers from their neighbors, especially if they live in apartments where there's, there's many neighbors with different Wi-Fi. And what could people do to protect themselves from those sources? So that's where the idea for the bed canopy came from because it's my first product that protects your entire body from all sources of EMF. And it, it does that for about a third of the day, which, you know, it's obviously not the entire day. Uh, because you can't walk around <laughs> with a cage, unfortunately. Um, but it's a third of the day, which is not only a large amount of time, uh, it's also a very important time in terms of your, your health. It's when your body rests, it's when it recuperates, it's when it regenerates for the next day. 
Uh, and EMF, there's, there's a lot of science demonstrating the negative impact of EMF on sleep. So the EMF bed canopy is a solution that is designed to protect your entire body from all sources, not just the ones in your immediate control, for a, a very large amount of, of, of your day. So that's why I'm so excited about it. I'm, I'm looking, when you ask for more products, uh, I do have more that I plan to release, hopefully this year. Um, I'm trying to solve larger problems uh, than the ones that my catalog has solved to date. So watch this space. <laughs> <laughs> watch this. Sign up for my list. Yeah, shieldyourbody.com. <laughs> I love the idea of the uh, bed canopy. We, as building biologists, it's one of the areas we focus and test um, and make sure that um, we can make it as safe as possible and have the EMFs as low as possible because you're right, it is just an area where your body does so much restoring through the night. You absolutely need your body to be able to get into that state and be able to do what it needs to do. It's, our bodies are amazing. We just need to be able to let them do it. Yeah, the healing, the healing power of the body is, it's phenomenal. It's remarkable. Just wondering about the 5G, just touching back on there in regards to your products. Is there anything specifically in development or that you're looking at just for 5G in itself? Or are you just looking to expand your range able to cover the 5G range as well, the millimeter waves? Well, so far, every product of mine that, as I mentioned, we're, we're, we're going through this product. These tests are, are quite expensive. Um, so we're, especially, you know, the ones that go up to 40 gigahertz, but even the ones that go up to 26 gigahertz. So as time and budget permit, we're going through and retesting my entire catalog to ensure that they work against 5G frequencies. And so far, you know, they have, uh, and we have, I have the test data posted on my website. So from that perspective, you know, all my, my product line, uh, works against 5G, everything that we've tested so far. And I have no reason to think that won't be the case for the other products. Uh, when we launch new products now, they are all being launched with 5G testing. So the products that I've launched since um, I, we started testing for 5G, that includes my 5G phone shield, the headset anti-radiation device, and now the bed canopy, those were all 5G tested before we announced them and released them. So that is one change. We are now testing for more frequencies than we did before, before we even launch a new product. But the part of 5G that I feel is influencing my catalog moving forward, more than the frequencies, it's the other side of 5G that we talked about earlier in the conversation, which is, you know, one part of 5G is the new frequencies. The other is the explosion in the number of devices that become sources of EMF in our lives. And so I am looking to bring more products to market that can protect you from sources of EMF that maybe aren't in your immediate control. Like a cell phone in your pocket is in your immediate control. A, a, a laptop, the way you used your own laptop, that's in your immediate control. Your own Wi-Fi router, that's in your immediate control. But as the number of sources of EMF that aren't in your immediate control uh, explode, I feel it's important to expand my catalog to start to address those types of issues. And you mentioned attenuated tests before to be able to to look at this. Um, I'm just wondering, do you think there's anything that consumers need to be aware of in regards to applying the results of the testing? Well, there's there's two big things that, in general, I like consumers to be aware of before they buy my products or anybody's products. The first is, is their lab data actually demonstrating the shielding effectiveness? Because that's we were just talking about that. The second... Oh, and I'm sorry, and that 
to help differentiate the products that are actually based in real science and that have demonstrable claims versus those that are making claims that maybe are not demonstrable or explicable through science. I think that's important. There are several products on the market that don't have science to explain how they work or to prove that they work. And there are people who use them and who are in touch with me saying, I use this product and it makes me feel better. And I, I notice the difference. And so if, if, if you're using a product like that, um, then, and it's making you feel better, then, then keep on using it. But if you're evaluating products for protecting yourself from these forces, really make sure that there is some data that you can look at that explains what it does and shows that it actually works. But then the second part, I think maybe is a little less uh, direct or less intuitive. And that is, does the test show that the product will actually help you the way that you use modern technology? And I, I can give you a specific example of this. My phone pouch is a really popular product. I've mentioned it a few times already here. And it's designed to make it safer to carry your phone in your pocket or purse. And if that's how you use it, then it works really well. But it doesn't protect you from your phone's radiation in every single circumstance. So for instance, if you're looking for protection from your phone's radiation while you sleep, my picture frame is the product that would help you in that situation. So it's not just a question of how effective the shielding is in a product. It's also very important how the EMF protection product is designed to be used and will it help you in the way that you use technology and you want protection from that technology. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I think um, people should be aware if they don't already know is that I love what I love about SYB and you are specifically because it's not someone else. It's uh, when I've watched the videos, it's always you presenting, yeah. but you actually do regular webinars and for people who are interested about the products. And so they can actually find out how to use it properly. It's not just about you buy this, great, I've got the sale. It's not about that at all. It's about lowering your, your exposure and people have got that they can talk to you straight away on those webinars. You always leave time for questions um, or, you know, there's always information on your website as well, but just so that they're using the product properly and therefore maximizing the benefits from the product as well and it's doing what it can do. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I put a lot of time and effort into communicating with customers and being as, as accessible as possible through email, through webinars, through videos and ebooks. Um, and I'm glad that you appreciate it. It's nice to hear. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, I suppose the listeners from this have got a really good understanding of EMS and the dangers that are associated with it. I, I don't think we could say much more unless we're going to get into the actual science. But I think what's really important is, would you like to share with listeners maybe what are your five easy swaps or habit changes? Because sometimes it can be a habit change that can make an immediate reduction and minimize mm -hmm. their risk straight away today. Yeah, that's a great question. and. Um, I actually have a series of content on, on my website, uh, shieldyourbody.com, that I call my, my SYB Healthy Living Tips. And these are all designed to be free and easy ways that you can make a difference in your exposure. And um, I do want to, before I, I have five, I pick five uh, that, that are the most common and the most useful. Um, but uh, before I, I get into them, I just want to reiterate for people, because, again, it can feel like with the explosion of this technology in the world and the number, you see new antennas going up every day, 
You see more Wi-Fi networks available to join on your computer every day. The number of sources is just growing and growing and growing, and you can sometimes feel like you don't have control over it. And that's why I feel it's so important to explain to people that it is the, it is what you do with the technology that is closest to you and most in your control that can have a massive impact on your overall exposure and thus your overall health risk from these sources. So that's, that's just the, the, the starting point is it, it really does matter what you do with that cell phone. It really does matter what you do with that laptop, even if there's more antennas going up in your neighborhood and even if they're mounting a smart meter on your home. So one, I've mentioned it already uh, in this interview, uh, but don't carry your phone in your pocket. Uh, I and I see, you know, this one bothers me too because you know how people used to look at at, at um, how, how we look now at, at at people smoking in movies, and you're like, how could they? you look at doctors smoking in movies? You know, and you're like, how could they do that? That's how I look at it because when you watch TV these days, and, and with this in mind, you realize. Everyone carries their cell phone in their pocket. They're always whipping their, their phone out of their pocket. And it is such an irresponsible way to use this technology. And that, I don't want to get too much into the science, but I will say the one scientific fact I do want to bring into this is the power of EMF radiation diminishes exponentially with distance. And so that means each little bit of distance. See, so let's say you have this much, what is that, about a millimeter or two, and you double it, to four millimeters, you've cut the power of your exposure by 75% by doing that. So that's why putting it right in your pocket is such a powerful exposure because it's right up against your body. And that's why creating these bits of distance makes such a big difference to your exposure. And that's why not carrying your phone in your pocket is the top rule that I, or tip that I share with people. A similar one is not to use your laptop in your lap for the very same reasons, except laptops tend to be much more powerful sources of EMF than, than cell phones. It, it can vary depending on you know what the phone is doing versus what the, the laptop is doing, but there's a lot more machinery in a laptop, a lot more motors going and power running through it and so forth. So it might be called a laptop, but don't use it in your lap. In fact, if for example, if you read the Dell manual, they say, to create a 20 centimeter separation between your laptop and your lap. They actually call them laptops. Some companies have, have changed the name to notebook or, or MacBook. Uh, Dell still calls them laptops, but if you read the manual, it says to put 20 centimeters of separation between your laptop and your lap. Another one is uh, more about um, minimizing use. So the first two were about increasing distance. Another one, uh, this next one is about minimizing use. And that is to turn your phone into airplane mode when you're not using it. Because the best, the absolute best way to protect yourself from EMF, like any pollutant, is to reduce your exposure to that pollutant in the first place. And turning off, uh, turning your phone into airplane mode turns off all the wireless signals from it. So there'll still be a tiny little bit of EMF coming from it, from just the battery running, but it knocks out almost all of the EMF emissions from your phone. And you know, if you need to use your phone, obviously keep it on. But if you're not actively using it, if you're if you're not getting any benefit from the use of of the the device that's emitting EMF, turn off the EMF. And then, even uh, without getting into too much detail here, 
there are options within airplane mode that I really encourage people to learn. So for instance, even if you need your phone on, you know, maybe you don't need the Wi-Fi on, maybe you don't need the Bluetooth on. So you can turn those off while still keeping your phone on. So there's ways that you can selectively enable airplane mode that will make a difference in your exposure, even if you need your device to be on. Four is don't sleep with your phone. Uh, or if you do, make sure it's in airplane mode. Phones are very disruptive to sleep for a number of reasons. But when you sleep with your phone on and near you, you're exposing yourself to EMF needlessly, in effect, for, let's say, eight hours a day, approximately a third of your life. You're getting no benefit from your device at that point in time, but you're exposing, exposing yourself to radiation from your device. That type of exposure is completely avoidable. It's completely within your control. And like I say, if you do it, you're cutting out that exposure for eight hours a day. And then that leads us to number five, which is to turn off your Wi-Fi router at night. Same exact reason. If you're, when you're asleep, you're not watching Netflix. You know, you're not sending emails. You don't need your Wi-Fi on. So turn it off at night. And again, you're cutting out a major exposure for a significant chunk of your lifetime. So those would be the top five. Don't carry your phone in your pocket. Don't use your laptop in your lap. Turn your phone into airplane mode when you're not using it. Don't sleep with your phone and turn off your Wi-Fi router at night. Love it. Another voice saying all those things. I just absolutely love that. Very, very practical, useful tips that I think people will be able to relate to very easily. And thank you for explaining it the way you have because, you know, we've had a number of interviews on EMF seeing that that's kind of where we're coming from and they've been quite technical. So this is really, really very well suited to help people understand in simple terms what the exposures are and how to manage them because it's all I think you're right it's all about management and reducing your exposure so thank yeah, you there's no yeah thank you very much for having me yeah there's there's no avoiding EMF exposure um, in modern life uh, increasingly really even if you live in the middle of nowhere you're going to get some of it from satellites and, and other sources so it is all about managing it and uh, I really appreciate uh, you folks given me the time to, to share these thoughts and, and to talk about my company, and uh, I, I really appreciate it. It's been our pleasure. Thank you. And obviously, you know, we'll, we'll link in the show notes where people can find your site um, and obviously you're on Facebook, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, as we've sort of pointed out, you know, we're affiliated with you because we stand behind your products and your claims. So again, just thank you for your time. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Ar. Thanks, Ar. Thank you again for joining us. You've been listening to Our New Normal. We are pleased you have taken time out of your day to tune in today. As always, if you like this episode or any of our other episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you listen or download our podcasts. If you would like to follow or connect with us anywhere else, we are active on Instagram, Facebook or our website. The links are in the show notes. Unfortunately, liking or following someone on Facebook or Instagram doesn't necessarily bring up their content on our social media feed anymore. So the best way to keep in touch is to subscribe to our emails, which you will find on our website. Also, if you could give back to us by giving us a five-star review, especially on Apple iTunes, we would really appreciate it. It doesn't take more than two minutes. So as you head out today, remember, 
Our new normal is a positive thing. It's an age where we are informed, empowered and in charge of our own health.